Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Welcome, Pastor Isaiah, as he comes to bring the word this morning. I think I missed my cue. Good morning, church. I say good morning, church. If you love Jesus, give him a round of applause in this house. That sounds like the same applause you gave me. If you love Jesus, give him a round of applause in this. I don't know. I think you can do better than that. I'm going to test that. Come on. If you love Jesus, can you do better than that for him? This is the savior of the world. This is the king of kings. This is the Lord of the Lords. He's the one that healed your body. He's the ones that make you whole. He is the man that makes a way out of no way. Anybody ever had to way, get a way made out of no way? He's the one that wakes you up in the morning. He's the one that gives you breath in your body. It's his breath and your lungs. And we're pouring out. Come on, somebody. Do you love Jesus in the house? Oh, I'm almost convinced. It's good to be in the house of God this morning. I'm excited. I love Jesus. Let's give our pastors a round of applause, Pastor Steve and Miss Yvonne. We love you so much. Come on, you can do better than that, guys. We love you so much. Such an honor to um, be a part of empowering leadership. They're phenomenal leaders. Um, they love Jesus and they love people. If you've been here any amount of years, you know months. And if you had an encounter with them, you know that they genuinely are concerned about you, us. And um, we just have a phenomenal pastor. So thank you, Pastor Steve, Miss Yvonne, for loving me and my kid. We love you. Um, we love the church. And it's just good to be a part of God's church. Can we pray? Father, we thank you right now. We just ask that you be here. Do whatever you want. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that a great prayer? Right to it. Probably wondering what this ladder is about. It's okay. It's a ladder. You ready? I got a joke. You want to hear it? Here we go. It's entitled The Wrong Email. Anybody ever had a wrong email or sent the email you wish you could get? Yep. A Minnesota couple decided to vacation to Florida during the winter. It's a good vacation. They planned to stay at the very same hotel they, were, they spent their honeymoon at 20 years earlier. But because of the hectic schedules, it was difficult to coordinate their travel schedules. So the husband left Minnesota. He flew into Florida on Thursday. His wife would fly down the following day. The husband checked into the hotel. There was a computer in his room, so he decided to send an email to his wife. However, he accidentally left out one letter in her email address, and without realizing his error, he sent the email. Meanwhile, somewhere in Houston, a widow had just returned home from her husband's funeral. Hmm. He was a minister of many years who was called home to glory following a sudden heart attack. The widow decided to check her email expecting messages from relatives and friends after reading the first email she fainted the widow's son rushed into the room found his mother on the floor and saw the computer screen which read this to my loving wife subject i have arrived date may 16 2003 i know you're surprised to hear from me they have computers here now you're allowed to send emails to your loved ones I've just arrived and, and been checked in. I see that everything has been prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you then. 
Hope your journey is uneventful as mine. P.S. It sure is hot down here. Come on, give God a round of applause, man. Come on. I'll be here the same time tomorrow. You can find me here every day. Different jokes. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 19 and 20, the ESV version. Wait for them to put this thing up and get into this. We started this series called Spiritual Warfare. How many people have experienced that this last couple of months? Raise your hand. You've been, you've been living in the tension of, of praying these godly prayers, but the enemy has really just been putting pressure on you. But we learned last week that that pressure sometimes is to see what we have in us. It's to see what comes out. You know, at midnight when you got to use the bathroom and the lights are off and you stub that pinky toe right in between. We, we just trying to see what comes out. Some people's first words are Jesus. Other people's first words are other things. But he's just trying to see what is inside of us. That's the whole thing. That's, you know, grapes are crushed. Wine is made from grapes to see what is inside. But we know that God is doing something brilliant in the lives of his people. We know that the trying of our faith is working, what? Patience. And let patience have her perfect work that he, we, we may be entire wanting, what? Nothing. God is after our hearts, and he's trying to get this thing in us so we can go out and be extremely effective. So when Pastor Chris says, hey, who wants to do outreach? It's like, hmm. kind of. <laughs> No, God is saying, I, I want you to go out and I want you to share the gospel to the world. And I want you to share Jesus with people on your, in your neighborhood, in your school, on, around the corner. Because that's the only way the kingdom is going to be advanced is if we advance it. You know, the Bible talks about yeast going into dough. How many know what yeast is? How the Bible talks about you just need a little bit of yeast. But the only way that yeast works, it, it has to make contact. Everybody say contact. We have to make contact with the world because the moment that yeast goes into the dough, now the dough begins to see its potential. Does that make sense? Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 19, 19 through 20, ESV. And I said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, the work is great and widely spread. Say the work is great. Everybody say the work is great. He says, and we are separated on the wall, far from one another. Verse 20, here it is. And in the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, here it is, rally to us there. Why? Because our God will fight for us. Wow, isn't that good news? When you hear the trumpet... He said, listen, the work is extremely great. We got a lot of work to do here in the kingdom. We have a lot of work to do here in the Tallahassee. Tallahassee. We got a lot of work to do all over the place. I know we're going to be spread. Hey, when you hear the trumpet, that is a warning sound for us to gather and worship together. This is why. Because God is fighting for us. Look at the person next to you and say, God is fighting for you. I don't know if they're convinced. What if those were the last words that they heard before the battle? That's a sad encouragement. Look at the person on the other side and say, God is fighting for you. Fighting. Maybe you understand. Look at the person behind you and say, God is fighting for you. 
Listen, let me tell you, I want to tell somebody in this room and online that I don't care what's happening in your life. There is somebody greater than you fighting for you. The weapons of your warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God with the pulling down of strongholds. I know you feel like you're alone. I know you feel like you're isolated, but the king of the world is fighting on your behalf. And I don't, I don't know about you. You don't sound excited about that, but there's a kingdom of God who suffered violence in the valley. Woo! Take it by force. God is fighting for you, me. I can stop there. You can shout right now. I mean, you can. Isn't it good for something that you know somebody's fighting for you? I remember uh, this is not a proud story, but this is all the story that I have. And this is all the stories that follow my life. I was fighting one day. All of my stories will probably start that way. Um, <laughs> I was about eighth grade. And at that time, you know those lockers that you open and then all the doors open? It's like one opens and it's like the one knob opens like seven doors. So I opened the door and I was getting my backpack and all of a sudden, this kid just boom, pushes my head against, it's never my fault. It was never my fault. Uh, he pushes my head against the back of the door. And I wasn't born again, right? That was pre-Jesus. <laughs> so it started to happen, you know. Well, we were fighting. Of course, I'm winning in every story. I will always tell you. I'm winning. Oh, we're fighting. And I got this kid pounding. True story. Pounding him, pounding him. So my mother on the other side of the town was on her way to pick me up. And, she, and my aunt was coming with her at the time. And she's having this conversation with my aunt, Pastor Steve. And she says, hey, don't be surprised. Isaiah's probably fighting. True story. My mom was like, no, I don't believe it. I'm in the other side of town. I'm not saying, that's definitely not what I'm saying, but I'm just you. So I'm fighting this kid. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, I feel this weight come on my back. And I said, somebody's fighting. I'm fighting him, but somebody else is on my back. Have you ever been in a battle fighting something and you feel something else just come? Out of left field, something is on top of you. you. You can't just fight one battle without another battle coming. I don't know if I'm by myself. Without another war coming against you. And you can't just get victory over one area. And it's like, what happened now? Now my finances, uh, my car, my, my child, my sickness, uh, my money, my, my, my family, my mom, my relationships. Everything is coming. You just can't seem to fight one battle. But I'm telling you, God is fighting where you cannot see. All of a sudden, I'm boom, boom, boom. And I hit, I feel this hitting my head. Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, I feel the weight of the spirit just come off of me. And I said, wow, just kind of like you. Like, what's happening? And I looked. And my mother had this kid. And she, woof. She picked up the kid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mom. It's like WWF. Like, let's go, mom. Like, we're fighting kids. But I'm telling you, there is somebody fighting for you that you can't see. I know that things are heavy. I know that things are tough. I know that things are frustrating. But you got to believe because it's in the scripture that God will fight for us. Who is this message for? For everyone. Not just some of you. But for anybody that has two ears that can hear or barely hear. <laughs> Does it matter? This message is for you. This message is for people who are looking to take their lives to the next level. Let me check the room. How many are looking to take their life to the next level? Raise your hand. Yeah, this is for you. 
People who are looking for rain in a dry season. I don't know who I'm talking to. Is this for you? Maybe it's been dry in your life. Maybe you're like, God, I can't hear you. Where have you been? This message is for you. This message is for people who just need to feel like they're hearing from God again. Have you ever been in a season in your life? You're like, he's not saying anything to me. Where are you? I can't hear you. Number three, this message is for, it's for desperate people. I believe this message and this series and all the messages that Pastor Steve has been bringing up to this point. This is for calling for desperate measures. Desperate time calls for desperate people. Desperate time calls for crazier Christians. Let me help you. You might as well be crazy because the moment you say you're a Christian, people already think you're crazy. So you might as well fit the bill. Right? When we're worshiping, it's like, oh my God, I don't really want to, I don't, I don't really want to do that. It doesn't matter. The moment you walk out of here, people that don't know you automatically think you're in here. do like, ah, ah, ah. so you might as well just do it. Desperate times cause for crazy Christians. That's why when they told the man, hey, man, stop. Be quiet. Be quiet. See, he said the, the closer he gets to me, the louder and more belligerent and the more wild I'm going to be. He's not looking for tamed people. He's not looking for subdued people. He's looking for people who carry the power. If you carry the power of the Holy Ghost, can you imagine having that dunamis power? You know what I mean? Dynamite. Can you imagine having a stick of dynamite in your hand and walking everywhere? People are going to be like, oh my God, look at them. But you're going to feel so powerful. You can't go in certain places where like go to the bank like, give me. <laughs> can't do that. But I'm saying what God is looking for is for people who are willing to disturb the peace. <laughs> they had a man named Ludacris. Maybe you don't know Ludacris. He's, he's an evangelist of his time. But evangelist Ludacris, he had a song called, an organization called DTP, Disturbing the Peace. That wherever you go, you ought to make some noise. In every area of your life, it should be some noise made. It should be some bombs going off. It should be some disruption happening. But if it ain't happening, and if you're not making it happen, guess what? The enemy's going to make it happen for you. If you don't recognize the power that you possess as a believer, as a born-again believer, he's going to knock you upside your head every time. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to email pastor, pray for me. I can't get victory. Pastor, like, I got surgery. Pray for yourself. He got, <laughs> he got to pray for himself. Lord, these kids, I just, I paid tithes one time and it didn't work. I came to prayer twice. You said if I come to prayer, things would change. You said if I gave a sacrificial offering one time, that everything would turn around. Leave the pastor alone. Don't email me. Don't bother Sadie to get to either one of us. Don't mess with Miss Yvonne. What happens when the church goes to heaven for themselves? Huh? What happens when a group of people say, you know what? I love the pastor, but I love God more. I love them, but I love Jesus more. And when the pastor can't help me, I know God or the universe can help me. Do I have anybody in this room to say, you know what? I need God. You don't have to send a text message. You don't have to wait on those bubbles on the iPhone to reply. You don't have to put on the thing that says red. I know he saw it. He just didn't reply to me. I know he saw it. What is he doing? He knows I need him. He know Listen, it doesn't matter what the pastor knows. He's going through his own set of things. But God knows where you are and he knows. Exactly. Uh, yeah, church people. 
So mean, church people. <sighs> I need a pastor. I only want Pastor Steve. I only want him. I need him. What do you need? I don't know. I just need him. <laughs> Where's Miss Yvonne? I only want him. Isaiah, no, he's new. I don't want him. He doesn't know me. He's new. I don't want him. I don't want him. There's nobody else. That's it. You only got three people to choose from. I don't, I don't want him. What can I tell you? God knows everything and he's fighting for you. Here's a question. The only time that you will experience this level of tension and warfare is when you're building something. Or when you are attempting to build something. He only bothers people who are moving forward. Because he doesn't have to bother you because he already belongs to you. If you're sitting still, <laughs> let me say that again. He doesn't have to torment you and bother you and give you dreams of not starting the business or not climbing to the top or not advancing the kingdom. You know what he's winning at warfare is when you don't even start. Yeah, I like that. Well, that means it's good online. Listen, the enemy does not have to bother something that he already has. You're sitting there. Every year you're going to start. Next year, this year, I'm going to start. This is where it all changes. Then when you start and it doesn't work, next year, I'm not. It's not going to. Maybe, and here it is, when something doesn't work, here it is. Maybe God doesn't want, maybe he doesn't want me to work. Maybe he doesn't want it to happen. But I'm telling you that the enemy, his job is to stop you from getting here. If, if he can stop you from taking this one, he can stop you. You know, if you read the story, it talks about that they began to climb this wall and they were on separate parts of the wall. But if you notice in the story, it talks about they were praying and honoring God with one hand and building with the other. Right? Oh, man, we got to come to cleaning day. If you missed cleaning day, you missed it. We had a phenomenal time. We cleaned. <laughs> They were building the kingdom with one hand and they were, and they were working to rebuild the wall. Greater is he that's in me. Come on. That's what they were doing. They were building. Then he that is in the world. Hey, you can do it. Come on. Don't fall. Come on. Just be watchful. Be vigilant. But they're still building. They're still building. But what the enemy will cause you to do is he will stop you from, watch this. He will stop you from honoring him and get you to focus only on building. That's the trap. I'm working. You're working for him, but not with him. That's a trap. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? On earth as in heaven. What does that mean? There's partnership. He doesn't need you to work for him. <laughs> but if he can get you to stop honoring him as you work, then you fell into the trap of warfare. And, and here's the thing. If he can get you to focus on climbing the enemy, how far can I make it? See, a lot of us start off with him, but then we leave him after we get to a point. But how many know you need Jesus more up here? Because when you get up here, you think it's, oh, I can do this. But you understand that it's shakier at the top. Like for me now, I'm terrified. The, uh, the, the higher you get, 
the closer you want to hold on to the person that got you there. One hand building, the other one praying. If everybody's on the wall, here's the challenge. It's to get everybody who's building the kingdom on the same page. Isn't that weird? That if you're building the kingdom, you think that you're already on the same page. But can you manage? That's why he said everybody's widely spread. The wall is big. He said, but we have to remember when we hear that trumpet sound. You know what that trumpet means? In the Bible, it talks about in Nehemiah. said, when you hear that trumpet, it's a warning. It's a warning. The enemy's coming. And guess what they did? They all said, wait a minute. Get down. Get down. And we're going to get off this wall. And we're going to go gather on a Sunday morning. And we're going to go sing songs. What the enemy meant for evil, you turn it for good. No weapon for and against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be shown to be in the wrong. No more I, but the Christ that lived me in the life I now live by the flesh. I live on the faith of the Son of God who loved me and came to himself for me. <laughs> I used to begin to declare in scripture and say how amazing God was. Because when that trumpet sounds, that guess what? That means we all have to begin to gather to encourage one another. Because God is not, his work is not going to be destroyed stopping it to honor him. Let me say that again. He says, get off this wall, go gather in a place and worship me. What are you building that's worth God's support? What are you building that's worth him fighting for you? It's one thing to go after the loan and you get denied. That doesn't mean God is not with you, but it could, could mean that he's not with you. What is what you're building even worth fighting for? He asked, how many people want to start a business? A few raised your hand. I'm sure more of you wanted to start a business. So you may have already started a business and didn't fail. So you said, I don't want to do it again. But I'm telling you, how about we not include God on the back end of our plans? Let me say that again. Let's not include him and put him on the back end. Let's put him on the front end. Stop asking God to bless what you're already doing and get involved with what he's doing because it's already blessed. Right here, this, this ladder, okay, we got to build this thing. The enemy just died. He doesn't want you to start. Because here's the deal. The enemy, his warfare is right, right, waging, raging because this is why. He knows your potential more than you do. He knows what you're capable of more than you do. That's why he's why he's like, I just can't seem to get started. Every time I try, it's always something. I don't know if you sound like that, but I'm just me. <laughs> Every time I put my hand to something, it just seems like it fails. It just fails. But God, the idea is like, I don't care if it fails. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't, I don't care if it didn't work the first time. But I feel a prophetic word. Can I tell you a prophetic word? Can I tell you what I feel like God is saying? God's saying, go look at it again. Go get fresh eyes for something old. That's a word for somebody. God is going to give you fresh eyes for an old idea. Because you went about it the first way wrong. But you got to go back and revisit it. And you got to get start climbing. Do you know how much opposition Nehemiah went through? To get to where he had to be? You know, the Bible talks about when he heard. That's, that's the devil. He's calling. He calls sometimes at the worst See, see what I'm saying? The illustration, it all just works together. So at the end of the day, the enemy always comes to discourage something that's marching forward. Amen. Nehemiah was in the presence of the person that can change his life. He was with the king. He was walking around. He was the cupbearer. How many people want that job? Hey, let me taste it and see if it's working. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, 
the king, you saved the king's life by dying. How we don't have to do that? He was the cupbearer. I don't want to do that. But he's walking around, around the king, and he's sad. The king, you know, you know, you have kids. How many people have kids? Raise your hand. You're online, raise your hand. Just type it in emoji. I got kids. If you're, some of you are ashamed. You do have kids. Raise your hand. <laughs> They're your kids. <laughs> you're like, you have kids, and you know when they want something, but you know when they don't want to say, but they're sad. What is wrong with you? You're just watching them for a while before you even say anything. You're just watching around the house. If you're like me, it's like, I ain't saying nothing. If you don't tell me, I ain't saying nothing. Taylor, she does it all the time. She wants something, but she, mm. I'm like, I look at her, and I'm like, aw, I don't care. And she'll walk in front of me, <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, oh, man, I know she wants something. I wonder what's wrong. And every now and then, I say, hey, Taylor, you okay? Yes, sir. I know she's, she's, she's not telling the truth. I didn't say a lie. Hi, right, Taylor, what's wrong? Taylor. And then when you finally ask them, Taylor, what's wrong? I mean, that's, oh, those, that's the worst two words you hear. I mean, and, it's, and I ask, why do I always have to ask you what's wrong? It was very clear that Nehemiah had a problem. The king was like, why are you so downcast? Why are you so sad? Well, you, you know, the moment they get started, you can't understand a word they're saying. It's just like flood. Well, they were building the wall and I can't. And I'm like, <coughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Ooh. And I'm upset because they were in the wall and I tried, I was trying to go and they told me, I, I wait a minute, I want to help you. <laughs> the king was like, why didn't you just, he said, how long do you need to be gone? What do you need? And so this is what the king did. The king wrote a letter. Come on, I need somebody to receive this. You ready? Receive this. Do me a favor. Open your hands like this. Let's receive this. The king wrote a letter. I'm talking to you. The king wrote a letter, and this letter, he granted access to everything Nehemiah needed. Receive this. And he put a seal on it. He says, if anybody gives you a problem, you show them the seal. That's a word. If anybody gives you a challenge, if anybody tells you you can't have something, if anybody's trying to stop you as you're moving forward, you show them the seal that you have permission from the king to get everything you need. That was a moment to shout right there. It's a Pentecostal church. It was a moment to say everything you've been denied on the way up, and it seemed like it couldn't happen. God said, go back again. Ask what you will, and it shall be given unto you. Anything according to the will of God. Show them the seal and that you have my permission to do what I've called you to do. And everybody got to give everything up to you that they have to give to you. That's, that's in the book. It's warfare. Whatever you're building, you can't sustain it. And you need Jesus to help you sustain what he's called you to build. You have to continue. Here's you have to continue, operative word, continue to climb. Things are coming. Can you imagine being on something really high? I'm, I'm black, if you didn't notice. I just figured I'd throw that in. And it's, it's a lot of things we don't like. <laughs> if, <you're, laughs> if you ever watch the news and you say, oh, my God, 
somebody skydived off the tower of a building in New York City. You know it wasn't us. We didn't do that. <laughs> Come on online. You know what I'm telling. We, didn't, we, don't, we don't dive off high. Nope. We barely do diving boards. We just sit right on the edge of the pool and we roll in. But I want to encourage somebody to just keep climbing. Not so you can be so big as Mark talked about, but the idea in the kingdom is the higher you go, the more they see him. Because God is not looking to promote people technically who are qualified. He needs some people that can cut off a few ears, that have said a few cuss words, that didn't graduate high school, that dropped out of college, but you're a prominent business owner now in Tallahassee. You're driving good. You're living good. Not to make yourself look good, but to say, how did you get where you got? And you said, I just kept climbing, and I kept honoring God, and I kept giving my tithes even when I didn't have it. I kept showing my offering. I kept showing up to prayer. I've been fighting all my life. I had to fight. But I'm telling you, God is fighting for you. That's color purple. All my life, I had to fight. But can I tell you something? Not all your life you've been saved, but the moment you said yes to God, you had a whole angel, a host of people fighting on your behalf. God said, okay, I need them to accomplish this in the earth. Angels, you go out here and make some way. You make a road in the valley. You make water in the desert. You make a way where ain't no way because God is looking to promote people that will promote him. Yeah. Write that down. Put it in your phone. Get a tattoo. If you don't believe in it, Jesus had a tattoo when he came back. <laughs> it may hurt on your thigh. Don't put it there. Listen, God is looking to promote people who would promote him. And after you get a certain level, listen, can I tell somebody this? We don't sign up to be famous. We don't sign up to be a celebrity. But you can't stop what God's doing in your life if you walk up right before him. When you say yes to Jesus, you say yes to everything that he has for you. I'm asking you today. What are you building in this warfare? What are you building? And are, do you have the right tools? Are you using the right tools to build? They were up here in prayer and fasting and hammering because there were nails. So you need to hammer. That different things require different tools. It's like, hey, can you fix my faucet? Sure, I got a hammer. I can fix it permanently. <laughs> Everything requires something. Is this making sense to anybody? Everything requires something different. But I'm asking you, what is it you're building? What is your weapons of mass destruction? We all have weapons of mass destruction. God has given us something to plunder hell. God has given you weapons of warfare. He's given you certain things to wield your weapons. What are some of these weapons? Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. You can read it on your own time. Jesus just came out of the wilderness. He's, he's, sent, he's tested and he's sent to the wilderness. Verse 4, verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Listen to this. You talking about warfare? The Spirit, whom we trust so dearly, led our Savior to be tempted. Sometimes some of us are trying to pray our way of a season that the Holy Spirit has put you in on purpose. Don't shout me down. 
Some of you are, God, get me out of here. You're like, nah, I can't do that. God, please let this go by. Nah, I can't do that. God, can you check me out early? <laughs> can you get me out of this early? No, I can't do that. Can you get me out of Can you just turn it a little bit? No, you can't. I can't. And he's sitting up in heaven like, just, just, just finish. Have you ever had one of those tests that you just keep seeing and just, just look different though? You, God, when God is trying to work on your attitude. Ugh. So angry all the time. God is after that attitude. If it ain't your boss, come on somebody. It's your sister or your brother or your husband or your wife. Oh, he's just, he's after that. That's what he's after. But every, it's like, guess what? You, God, something happened in my job, but God came and he got rid of my boss because he knew he shouldn't have been messing with me. He knew it. He took him out of here. And you walk around for a while. God is fighting for me. Pushing back the darkness. Lighting up the kingdom. That could not be shaken. Two weeks later, you get another boss. Different name, same spirit. God, I can't believe you did this to me. God, I can't believe you did this to me. What are you doing? I got victory. And God was like, listen. Bro, <laughs> sis, they got fired for reasons that had nothing to do with you. But I'm after you. Then you get home, and guess what? Somebody else, your neighbor, always on your lawn, always poking at your stuff, always messing with you. Oh, and God is, oh, you just, and you're like, God, everywhere I go, that's the indication that he's after you. Everywhere I go, everywhere that I turn. You say, well, maybe I'll just stop turning. <laughs> no. God is after something in your life. He said Jesus was led to be tempted by the devil after fasting 40 days. Ooh. You would fast. You came off the Daniel fast when you cheated a little bit too. That intermittent fast, you know. <laughs> oh, I want to fast food. I'll just turn off my phone. I'll stop going on Instagram, but you're still eating everything. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm just saying in general online. I won't stop doing this. I'll just keep doing that. After you fat, because you're so vulnerable. This, see, this is what happens. He was at his most vulnerable state. He just came off a 40-day fast, 40-day, 40-night fast. He was led by the Spirit, and he was hungry. Oh. Ooh. I'm talking to my people who are real. Have you ever been hangry? It's almost like you're not even a Christian. Yeah. You'd be hangry. Lift your hands right now, everybody. If you, Father, I pray right now, you should forgive them for everything they said and done when they were under the spirit of hangriness. <laughs> you don't even want nobody to touch you. Don't touch me. I'm, I ain't ate all day. Don't touch me. It's like, whoa. What happened? How are you? How would you be? Wait. I, I, just, I just said hello. I eat all day. I'm hungry. Did you get some chips? Yeah. I didn't want them. You weren't hungry then. You know what my mother tell me? If you don't eat, you ain't hungry. She used to cook for me. I don't want that. I don't want that chili mac. You're not hungry. <laughs> but you're hangry. Say he was led by all these things and he was hungry. He just got off a fast. He couldn't even break his fast in fellowship. <laughs> Verse 3, he said, the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell 
these stones to become bread. He tempted him with something that he knew he could do. Jesus answered him and said, it's written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of my mouth. You know how to fight? You fight with your mouth. But the enemy will come at you so, so, so hard and so vigilant that you don't even know how to quote a scripture. I can do all things. Uh, I, I can do all things through. Oh, I don't know. Oh, the devil's winning. No, he's not. You know, fear and being attacked by the enemy can stop you from what you already know you're supposed to do. That's it. It's like you have spiritual amnesia or something. He says, don't tempt me. Verse 5, the devil then took him to a holy city and he stood him at the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. You know, Jesus was a man of color. You know he wasn't going to jump that far. I told you, we don't go that high. For it is written, <laughs> I didn't say it was black, I said man of color. He will command his angels charge concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands. He says, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. He said, don't play with me. Stop playing with me, devil. I'm hungry, but I don't play. He said again, the devil took him, well, no, 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 the other one. He says, all this I will give you. If you just bow down and worship me, Jesus said to him, get away from me, Satan. For it is written. Worship, I don't, don't worship, you know, worship the Lord our God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Sometimes, all the time, all you got to do is open your mouth and say, for the weapons of my warfare are not corner. The enemy going to come to me in one way, but he'll flee in seven. Huh? Huh? You got to begin to declare the word over your life. If there are times when you sleep and you can't get no sleep, let the Bible says in Corinthians, let peace be your umpire. Let the peace of God surpass all your understanding, which guard your heart and mind. Cover yourself in the word of God. Amen. I want you to remember this. Write this down. In warfare, you got to do this. You got to remember who you are. If you don't remember who you are, the enemy is after your purpose. The enemy will try to and convince you that you are defeated but the truth is, you are a victor. Somebody say, I'm a victor. Somebody say, I'm a victor. He'll try and convince you that you're the worst person in the world, but the truth is that you're the apple of God's eye. Come on. <laughs> Let me say that again. He's going to try to convince you that you're the worst person in the world, but you are the apple of God's eye. Destined to change the world. Write this down. Trust Jesus to keep you in the midst of your storm. Jude 24. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling. There it is. And to present you faultless before the glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Write this one down. It's number three. Release the peace within you through singing and proclaiming song. Listen, I'm getting ready to close. This is my first and last close, Miss Yvonne. This is first and last. He says, in the challenge of your life, as you're climbing and fighting, because guess what? The darts are going to come, but you have to have the shield of faith. And as you're climbing, he's going to say, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're going to, just like your mom, you're going to fail where she failed. You're going to fall where your dad failed. You're going to mess up. You're not going to be able to start anything. And guess what? You just keep going. I don't care. I don't care. And you just begin to sing. The weapons may not fall, but it won't prosper. Come on, you got to sing. You got to begin to declare this. I wrote it down in my phone. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Come on, you got to keep. And you might slip, but you got to keep going. And you're just like, because the God I serve, listen to this line, only knows how to triumph. No, you're not excited about that. The God I serve, I'm going to say that's for me. The God that I serve, church, he only knows how to win. He only knows how to overcome. He only knows how to prevail. He only knows how to bring you out. 
And as you climb and it's windy and you're scared to death because you're out on faith, faith will have you scared. Faith will have you shaking in your boots. But the warfare is and you begin to declare, I'm going to see a victory. I'm scared to death, but I am going to see a victory. Here's the beautiful part right here. What the enemy meant for evil. And you're holding on for dear life. Tom, you guys can come and begin to sing this. What the enemy meant for evil. I'm not going to fail this time. I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding, but in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him and he will direct our path. What the enemy meant for evil, he's going to turn it for your good. When you fail the first time, that's not a failure. It's a lesson. When you stumble the first time, you're not knocked down, but you're not destroyed. God is going to take what happened to you and use it to work for you. <laughs> but you got to stay up here and you got to hold on tight and you got to pray and you got to work. You got to work while it's day. You got to declare and you got to speak life over your situation. You got to declare and you got to be filled with the spirit of God and let songs, hymns, and spiritual songs come out of whatever that sounds like. I can't sing a lick, but I'm telling you, when the enemy is coming after you, what the enemy means, when you get really trampled on by the enemy, you don't care how you sound. You don't care how it comes out. You don't care if you're the worst sounding person in here. I don't even know the note he's playing, but I can't even sing that part. But I'm telling you, when life comes, church, you better get better. You got to begin to declare this song over your life. I know we're in the fight of our life, but you stay on the wall. I know you're in the battle of your life, but you stay on the wall. Lift your hands all over this sanctuary. I declare testimonies are going to come from this. I declare that people are going to stay on their wall. They got the shield of faith. And when the doors come, they're going to begin to declare that God is a good God. I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Tom, let's begin to declare that song. And we're going to sing that song right now. Think about what you got up before you. Come on, declare it. You're standing on the wall. You're building. You're sowing. You got tears in your eyes. But you're declaring that this is not my fight, but this is yours. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on, declare it. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle. Lift your hands all over this house. What the enemy? Come on, come on. Come on, we get ready to sing this. For the battle If you're online, begin to declare this. God is fighting for you. I'm gonna see a victory. I feel for faith rising. I feel like you're encouraged. You, Come on. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm Thank you, Lord. See a victory for the what the enemy meant for evil, he's gonna turn it around. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on, declare it. If you're gonna see it, can you see it? Can you see your victory coming? Can you see your victory coming? Can you see? I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see 
lighting up a kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus the enemy whoo, I feel the glory the enemy is defeated the enemy is defeated God is fighting for us Tom And we will shout it out, shout it out. Come on! As God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name, as in the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. Enemies defeated. And we will shout it out. And we will shout it out, shout it All right. out. Okay, I'm gonna teach you. I'm going to teach you a dance and we're, and we're done. Okay? God, come on, do with me. God is fighting for us. Everybody, if you got two fists, you punch. Yeah? With me, everybody. God is fighting for us. Everybody punching. It's like, oh yeah, we're sweating now. We're getting it. God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness. Lighting up a kingdom. Everybody, hands on up. That cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is defeated and we'll shout it out. You ready? We're waiting. We're waiting. We go. You ready? As God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken as in the name of jesus enemies defeated and, and we, we will shout it out i see everybody got it out. you ready come on as god is fighting for come on us, pushing back the darkness lighting up the kingdom That's right. that cannot be shaken We will shout it out. One more time. Let's shout go. it out. Come on. God is fighting for us. Pushing back the Everybody darkness. Push. Lighting up the kingdom. That cannot be shaken. In the name, In the name of Jesus. The enemies defeated. We're going to go crazy. And we will shout Woo. it out. Shout it out. Shout it out. Pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of Jesus. Shout it out! And we will shout it out, shout it out. Oh, come on, shout it out! Shout it out! Shout it out! God is fighting for you. The victory is assured. Shout it out! Hallelujah! Come on, give Him glory. Give Him honor. Praise the King. Hallelujah! Shackles are broken. 
Deliverance is here. Victory is yours. Shout it out. Well, come on, folks. There's a connection between what happens in the spiritual realm and what happens in the physical realm. And we're taking a stand today declaring the enemy's defeated and I have the victory. Maybe you've never lifted your voice in church before. Never you've thought about shouting to the king before. Well, today's your first day and today you're going to leave here in victory. But first, you need to shout it out. The victory is mine. Oh, come on, somebody. Shout it out. With the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Shouting to God with the voice of Hallelujah. Shouting to God with Hallelujah. the voice of triumph. We lift your name Shout up. It out. We lift your name up. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. We lift your name up. We lift your name up. Hallelujah. God is in this place and is here to touch you and encourage you to build you up and to give you strength. We join together in corporate services for the purpose of worshiping Him. And because we worship Him, we're then filled with power from on high. His presence endues us. The dunamis power that He's talking about in the message today becomes ours. It lives within us. You're not just walking around with a stick of dynamite. You're walking around with a stick of dynamite and the fuse is already lit. I'm telling you, the fuse is already lit. It's getting ready to explode. The power of God is going to flow through you to touch hearts and lives around you as never before. As never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most of you know tomorrow morning I'm going to have my back fixed. I've got a severe herniation, some other problems in my back. Someone said this morning, are you in pain constantly? Why are you here? Because I came to worship the king. Listen, I said it when this first happened. The devil should know by now pain isn't going to stop me. It's not going to stop me. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter what I feel like, no matter what I look like, I'm going to come and exalt the king of glory. Amen. Praise his name. Somebody said you rolled your motorcycle. Yeah, I'm not giving an inch to the devil. I'm not giving him an inch. He's not going to tell me I can't do it. I'm here to declare the power of God, the purpose of God, the peace of God, the plan of God over your lives today. Now go in His power. Go in His peace. Accomplish His plan. Stay on the wall. Keep working. Keep worshiping. And let's see what the Lord God Almighty will do. Next Sunday, bring households with you. Bring cars full of people with you. We need to pack the place out next Sunday. You say, oh, we're still under COVID restrictions. You didn't get the message, did you? You didn't get that message, did you? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will not bow to fear generated by man. I will stand in the power of God and declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Oh, come on, somebody. We're not afraid of a virus. We serve the King of Kings. It's time for that fear to be broken off of your life and every life in America and the world. It's time to stand strong and stand. There's still churches that haven't opened yet. Why? I don't know. They must not know him like I know him. That's all I can say. They must know him, not know him like I know him.
Come on, bring everything you can with you. They want to wear a mask, that's fine. If they don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. But we're going to pack the house next Sunday morning. If you will invite some people and bring them with you. See, it depends on you. You got a part to play. I think it'd be great to have a full house on Resurrection Sunday, don't you? The word's going to be powerful. The worship is going to be over the top. God's going to meet us in this place in a powerful way. And I assure you, people will be saved, healed, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost on Resurrection Sunday. If you'll reach out and invite them and bring them with you. Amen? Go in the glory and the peace of God. We could keep going all day. Tom's going to sing this one more time. Stay as long as you want. We're going to see you at the back at the front door. God bless you. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.